You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. And what is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Your Dose of Death. As you can see, it's just myself today. Mike is out doing his own little thing, but that's okay. He'll be back soon enough. But I was able to get this impromptu, very exclusive interview with one of the rising stars, not just of the Midwest Deathmatch world, but just in general. Um, If you've been watching Mid-Death, bro, you definitely know who this kid is. Uh, A real shining spot of the mid-death roster. I am talking literally with – he just had a match yesterday as of this recording with Dr. Redacted. Uh, was able to make time for me after saying some real crazy cuts and bumps, as you can see. <laughs> I'm with none other than Keaton Stoneburner himself. Keaton, how you doing, man? I'm doing well. How are you? I am good. I can't complain. I may be stuck in the snow, whatever, yes. but um, making good use of it. When you decide to message me, you're like, yo, want to get this done? I'm like – absolutely so yeah um absolutely stoked to have yeah. you on man we've been talking about this for a few weeks now but we're <laughs> able to finally make the time to do this but um my first question to you i mean you've had a hell of a run with mid-death i know you're from the iowa area and that's yeah. not necessarily a hotbed of wrestling i mean there's revolver that comes through the door here <laughs> and there there's some minor wrestling promotions but um what has it been like starting with a company that's basically started from the ground up in Mid-Death Pro that's coming from Iowa, bringing a new brand of deathmatch wrestling to the Midwest that hasn't really been seen before? It's been it's been really exciting. It's, uh, it's one of those things where we weren't quite sure how the first show would be responded to, but it ended up going really great, and we've just given it our all every show since, and it seems to be a good formula. It is. I, I agree. If you haven't watched Mid-Death, I mean, all their shows are on YouTube, which is, to me, a fantastic formula. I, I think more you're going to see more and more promotions head that direction because now there's more streaming variety now. But also, I mean, you have Nick Manawa, an absolute legend, commentating your matches, which is pretty awesome from anyone's perspective. Yeah. But also, through four shows, you've, of course, done Boggs, which is such a cool little dinky venue. I love the whole dive bar. Like, oh yeah, you're making this dive bar in the middle of Des Moines, Iowa, which I, I'm very familiar with that area. Mm-hmm. Um, now into like going to Las Vegas, fourth shows in. Um, how's that rise been? I mean, you were just in Vegas, of course, after going toe-to-toe with Dr. Redacted. How are you feeling the day after? Um, very rough. Um, Redacted is chaotic, but uh I like his style, and I think that, I think that there's at least going to be one more. Okay, you heard it here first. We we're going to get one more <laughs> of you too. But I mean, the thing that really stood out to me with you, I mean, they've basically been giving you the gauntlet of great guys. I mean, listen, you got Satu, Show mm-hmm. Two, you had Remington Roar, another a former Your Dose of Death podcast alumni on this show. Who literally that was when I was like, this kid has absolute guts to go there with one of the stiffest men in deathmatch wrestling at Remington Roar. I mean, the guy was 
forearming the crap out of you with those tubes and that that must have hurt but now you got redacted who literally mm-hmm. has become one of the the hottest acts in yeah. deathmatch mm-hmm. wrestling i mean not every that that is a murderer's row right there yeah. three absolute killers i mean is it just you want to step up to the plate or is it that i mean you just love what you do you don't care who it is against no i mean i just i just like to step up to the plate i guess and i really don't care who it's against um I see it as a huge challenge to be up against these guys because it definitely tests myself. It tests what I can do as an athlete. Uh, and Remington Roar has punched me harder than I've ever been punched in my entire life. <laughs> we we love Remington here at Yardos of Death. He is just an absolute killer every time he comes in the ring. Oh, I yeah. Mean, <laughs> there is just – there's something about him. There, there's something about a dude who, mind you, looks a lot older than he actually is, I think because of the <laughs> facial hair and all, but – his just strength is just there are oh, very yeah. few guys that can stand the test of time with him. Mm-hmm. So, um, so my question, of course, I mean, you're not as well known. I mean, it's just you've been you haven't been, been seen around the world as some of these other yeah. veterans. Mm-hmm. But what what made you want to get into deathmatch wrestling in the first place? Um, honestly, like w- when I went to school to get trained, um. I kind of always had it in the back of my mind that my end goal was death matches. Uh, prior to like COVID and stuff, I would drive to like the King of the Death Matches and okay. Uh, uh, the I also went to like NGI four. Oh, and then once COVID hit, I was like, "Well, there's no shows going on, and there's nothing for me to do really. So how about I go get trained?" And I was also booking like hardcore shows and like hardcore bands and stuff in that scene beforehand. So once all the venues shut down and COVID happened, I was like, I need something to fulfill my time with. But I definitely didn't think that it was going to snowball like this, to be honest with you. (laughs) It's been a wild ride in less than two years. So it's been only two years for you as of right now. Yeah, it moves quickly, this scene. I think you've realized that. I mean, Mid-Death was just kind of the small little ball just doing midwest death matches for me i appreciate that as someone from chicago because first of all i I would technically consider you guys the first like real midwest no ring promotion Mm -hmm. like there's no other promotions in the in the midwest Mm -hmm. i mean mean, maybe time bomb pro as well (laughs) but i mean they're more like in the dakotas kind of like (laughs) north ish but like midwest like iowa which, mind you, they, they don't get a lot of death matches to begin with. Now you're bringing in... I love those guys, though. Yeah, that, yeah, like, the death match... My first death match. My first death match was for Time Bomb Pro. Sorry. Oh, it was? You. No, you're good, yeah, man. Um, Time Bomb, um, they're great. Shout out to Eric and them. They're great friends of the podcast. Oh, yeah. So. yeah, great people. Um, But I think the thing you've noticed as well is that the death match fans will come out from anywhere. I've, I've known people <laughs> that have traveled from Wisconsin down to Iowa for a show. And I'm like, my goodness. But um, I got to ask you this. I mean, who who do you have in your sights in your future? I mean, of course, you got to go for the time, um, the, the mid-death championship. I mean, Carver has that. And I mean, mm-hmm. look, Carver is a guy who may have not had his due elsewhere. But with mid-death, mm-hmm. he's kind of the ace. Mm-hmm. Like what? What do you think about you and Carver in the future? Um, I think that I definitely need to hit a few stepping stones before I'm able to step up to the Carver. Um, 
there's not really any particular person that I am grinding to get to right now, but mostly just whatever they send my way, I'm going to do my best to overcome that. But in the back of my head, Insane Lane is one guy Insane Lane. that I will fight someday. You heard it here first. Lane, yeah, he had a fantastic, <laughs> fantastic show at Tournament of Death if you got around to check that out. But um, who were some guys that you looked up to in the deathmatch scene that you were like, I, I want to inspire myself to be this person or I, I like what they did? Um, I would say my top two would be Danny Havoc and Brain Damage. Brain Damage, uh, one of my all-time favorites. Love him. Yeah, Brain Damage is um, an incredible deathmatch wrestler. And same with Danny Havoc. I think that they both are pioneers in their own ways. Yeah, I mean, damn. I mean, those are two real goes. And I, I can see a little bit of Danny in you with the with just spry, sprying around. I mean, um, I mean, yeah, it's a no ring, but like <laughs> you're still doing crazy shit. I think people kind of undersell no ring death matches because oh, you're not using a ring, you're not running the ropes. But as you said, you've you're <laughs> trained, like you've done, you've trained to wrestle. What are what is something that you see with doing no ring death matches that you wish people saw more of? Like, what is something I think that you like to see? I think no ring wrestling is truly bare bones pro wrestling. I mean, um, there's so many ways you can do with it. At the end of the day, it's just a bar fight, really. Um, so, I mean, a lot of times I go in the death match route because that's how I'll choose to overcome that situation. But like, as a whole, I think that no ring, no ring shows are their own thing. So I think when people just immediately compare them to ring shows, they already are understanding, if that makes sense. Yeah, and like, if you that. just don't like shows with no rings, that's totally valid. I, to- I completely understand that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty bare bones. I do agree <laughs> with that. I'm, I'm glad you gave that sentiment because... Uh, I mean, look, like, remember, like, No Peace Underground, they were kind of like the no-ring kings. They didn't, mm-hmm. they were the ones that kind of put, and of course, Casanova Valentine, one of the, oh, yeah. basically, like, the GOAT of no-ring <laughs> death matches. <laughs> and, I mean, it's, it's no-ring definitely has an influence on the culture, mm-hmm. but I'm, but it does seem a lot of times that people try to compare it to a ring show, and it's like, no, it's, it's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're at a bar, you're you're potentially having a drink or two, and you're like, okay, like, oh, there's just glass and shit flying all over. I, <laughs> yes. I finally did my first no-ring show at the Kingsland for New Fear City. <clears throat> and, I mean, it, it's just a different animal. I think people don't realize <clears throat> that. So I'm <clears throat> glad you brought it up that it's so bare bones. It's really <clears> – <throat> I mean, yeah, there are guys who like to wrestle and do some chain maneuvers and stuff in it, but like <laughs> it's it's a bar fight. Mm-hmm. So I wish more people had that mantra too. I appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, so sure. I mean, mid death as I we had this conversation before, like they've been expanding at a crazy rate. I mean, mm-hmm. brought, bringing in Phil Stamper, who is a influence to the Midwest genre, but has connections all over. Mm-hmm. So I mean. What does it mean, I mean, to you in four shows going from that little dive bar in Des Moines, Iowa to literally wrestling in Las Vegas, Nevada? What does it mean to you to be a part of a company where the growth is meteoric? Like, you're just yeah. along for the ride. What do you? What does that mean to you? It, it means everything, man. Um, 
like it's so crazy because none of us really thought that we would snowball this fast in i think six months since our first show yeah six months um i also like i never thought that i would be wrestling in vegas within my first two years of yeah like debuting so that's super crazy to me but this is it's all been surreal to be honest with you i i can't explain that anymore better it's it's been truly crazy yeah i mean from me watching it and i mean i remember when mid-death first came out i was like oh like they're in des moines iowa like i i went to school there for a couple years so like I like I'm like oh crap like there's actual other wrestling I wish this was around when <laughs> I was there because that yeah. would have been like screw transferring I'd stay in Des Moines Iowa man I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go watch some no ring death match on a Friday night um but it's just so cool to see the growth and I mean as Phil put out a video I mean you're doing Kalamazoo you're doing different spots around the Midwest <laughs> too I mean the the growth is incredible. Yep. It's just it's it's really something special. I think it's only going to go up from here. Like there, yep. there, there is no coming down from space. The rocket ship's <laughs> already going up. So, who For are sure. some guys on the mid death roster you want to see more of? I know Phil put out that um video about getting more people in the door and like giving them like chance matches and everyone from the locker room, including Stack, gets to vote on if they stay or not. <laughs> Which mm-hmm. I think is a really cool idea. You're not mm-hmm. seeing any other promotion give this much power, not just to the fans, but to like everyone. I mm-hmm. think that's an incredible. But who are who do you want to see in a mid death pro environment? Man, uh, that's that's hard. But last night, uh, I believe was our first trial by fire. Okay. Um with Petrov versus Matt Twisted. Okay. Um, and I would love to see Petrov over in Des Moines. I think that I think that would get a great reaction. Is he he's a, a great is group. he a, is he a Vegas local or is he like actually like Midwest? Um, I believe he's actually from Oregon. Oh, okay. Yep. So he actually uh he came down from there. Wow. But he was a super fun dude. Super, super cool energy. Also, uh like Damon Spriggle. I would love to see him. Damon, yes. Um, would love to see Damon in the yeah. death environment. Arrow Boy, Arrow Boy's another guy that I would love to see. Awesome, uh, great! I love Arrow Boy, man. He he can do everything too. Like he's not just like a death match guy. He can, oh yeah. Like I love to see him in a no ring environment, but um, <laughs> but yeah, the, I, I like I like the way the mid death roster. I mean, of course, like to me, like I just I'll just say it for you, not trying to put you over enough already, but you're kind of like the you're kind of like the young boy going through trial by fire mm-hmm. who basically is like, we have our investment in this kid. It's only gonna go up from here. But I mean, you have guys like Joey Knotts, you have I mean you got Judge Joe Dredd who is a mm-hmm. West Coast standout in the making. Um I mean of course Carver's the ace but I mean there's there you never know who's gonna show up in mid death. And I oh, think that's sure. the really cool aspect of it. I mean, by show two, you already had guys like Randy West, Schwartzy, Hoodfoot mm-hmm. walking in the door, and you're like, Oh crap, this is legitimate mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. So it only goes up from here. Yeah, um, for sure, man. So how how is it training? You were training in Des Moines, I'm assuming. 
Um, I was actually trained in Marshalltown, Iowa, oh, through a company okay. called uh, Rugged Pro Wrestling. Okay. Um, well, after I completed my training there, I kind of started hopping in the car with Carver and just learning with him before shows and doing ring crew, meeting new people, stuff like that. Um, there's there's tons of names that throughout the last couple of years who have lent me their knowledge and I'm very thankful for. It's It's definitely a... There's not a lot of schools in Iowa, so it's not somewhere where you're like, oh, like, let me let me check out my options here. Um, <laughs> obviously, Seth Rollins has his school Black over and Ray, in Davenport, yeah. um, which is obviously a great academy, but that's like not really in my area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I've I'm very grateful for all the opportunities I've been able to. I mean, yeah. I mean, two years. It's that's that is not and that may seem like a lot of time to others, but like I mean, in wrestling, you feel it feels like it's always like zipping by, kind of. Yeah, that you know feels like I mean? two months ago. Like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> um. So, I mean, my question is, I mean, I know again another thing with no ring is some people may have a hard time transitioning from the being more pro prominent no ring to a ring setting with death matches but i'm assuming you're not going to have as much of a problem with that like i mean you've trained in a ring i'm assuming mm, of course so yeah, like yeah. um and have you done a death match in ring or has it just mostly been no ring um yep actually uh i was in the death match armageddon i believe it was called for pro wrestling train wreck oh yeah for train wreck uh, okay so yep um, i mean just... i guess that was kind of my first i guess um, yeah, I was. I would count that as one. Mm-hmm. Um, so my question technically would be now, like, how is it transitioning your deathmatch game from maybe a more bare bones setting to a ring where things are a bit more confined? Like, do you see many differences for yourself, or do you not? Um, that that really just depends on the atmosphere, I guess. Um, and it depends on how bad. I want to beat these people, I guess. <laughs> um, I'm not really a jumpy, flyy, or I, I do do some jumpies. I'm just not really you like know. a twitchy, flippy guy. Okay. So, yeah. like, springboards aren't really particularly my thing, but I do like diving off some ropes and stuff like that. Okay. No, it is interesting because I've always wanted to ask someone because we don't have <laughs> many no ring guys at an interview, but that's something I've never asked been like, is the transition easier for you or is it a little tougher? But, like, I, I honestly like think you, it's pretty easy. Yeah, it like, seems that, from what you said, it seems pretty easy. <laughs> um, so I mean, once you like feel that atmosphere, you like I don't know how it is for other guys, anyways. But once I like feel the atmosphere around me, like I I can work around that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, we all have goals going into this year, but <laughs> I want to hear your goals for what you want out of 2023, if you have any. Um. Uh. I would love to make it to the East Coast this year. Um, I think there's a lot of cool companies over there doing a lot of cool stuff right now. Um, yeah, other than that, I mean, just keep getting out there, uh, keep working matches and uh, learning. I guess. Well, it's, pretty it's hard good. for me to set like one specific goal. Yeah, <laughs> I get, I get that. I'm always am curious. I mean, yeah, we all have goals, but like. <laughs> Some are easier than others, but I mean, you heard it here. East Coast promoters, get on the phone, get this kid out there. I mean, <laughs> he, he has references too, if you haven't heard already. So, I mean, 
Um, I mean, this has been a blast having you on, man. I mean, just Thank watching you, you, just watching you grow though. I mean, <laughs> again, you were just this, I remember seeing him like, oh, there's a scrawny kid, but he's got hard. He's got scrap. There's not a lot of guys in deathmatch that are willing to take the abuse like that and fight mm-hmm. back. I mean, For sure. again, you, as I said earlier in this episode, I mean, you went through literally murderer's row with Satu, mm-hmm. Remington, Redacted. I mean, who knows what's next for you? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you're, you're ready, willing, and able to have any competition your way. So um, I think my last question is going to be here for you is, um, I mean, who are some of your favorite current wrestlers who, who are guys that maybe we don't hear enough about, but also maybe we do hear about, but just need to get more bookings because they deserve it. Um, uh, there's a tag team out of Omaha called the crucible. And those okay. are really badass dudes. Um, I would love to see them getting around more. Um, honestly, a lot of the guys from Magnum Pro Wrestling are all okay. great workers. Where's um, Magnum? Um, that is based out of Omaha. Okay, out of Omaha. Yeah. And you guys are going to Omaha soon for mid-death. Yep. Um, I believe that is March 25th. You heard it here first, Omaha people. Uh, that might be breaking news uh, it might be i think phil may have announced it, but i'm just gonna oh, keep oh, okay. keep the news <laughs> chain rolling though but um <laughs> shout out to val pancakes one of the biggest supporters of you guys she's from omaha yes for sure i love val yeah and at, she also does commentary for magnum pro she does really that's awesome yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so i mean another reason to try magnum pro but that's awesome i mean mm-hmm. I, i'm always learning something new about the independence i'm always trying to keep my eyes and ears so yeah. it's awesome to hear i'll definitely keep an eye on magnum pro but um, guys, you heard it for here from the man himself, Keen Stoneburner. Literally fresh battle scars, as you see the video, yeah. day after a war with Dr. Redacted. I saw the photos of the two of you yeah. after that show, and man, I am excited to see what ha- what y'all got into because it looks like an absolute war. It looked like an absolute oh, bloodbath. It truly was. It truly was. Um, but as always, I love to do this with my guests. I love to let them plug away. Plug away your stuff, man. This is your time. This is your room. Do you have anything in the works? Do you have anything you want to plug? The floor is yours, my friend. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, Just follow Mid-Death Pro on all socials, of course. And I am at K-S-T-O-N-B on basically everything, I think. Um, Yeah, just keep up to date. Um, there should be a lot of news about a lot of stuff coming here shortly. So I'm just excited to see what this summer brings. And I'm going to grind it out till then. That's awesome. You heard it here from the man himself, Keen Stoneburner. Guys, thank you for listening to this episode. Um, just so you guys know, this will be on Patreon first. If you're listening to this on Patreon, thank you so much. But if not, if you're just listening on the regular airwaves, we thank you so much for listening to this episode of your dose of death podcast with myself and keen Stoneburner. thank you thank you for, yeah, thank you for having me on thank you This has been a Countout Podcast. Suck, Curtis.
Yeah, man. Can out said we've got to do an ad. I've never done one before. Uh-oh. What should we do? I have no idea, bro. I, I like I ever made an ad before. What 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 are we doing an ad for? I don't know. We just say we're like a New Japan Pro Wrestling podcast, and we just put a bunch of clips like here. Arguably the most shredded guy. So yeah. if you really want to get there too. <laughs> uh, I, maybe a little bit bigger. Yeah. We'll see. Heard that here, Michael Richards <laughs> calling Jay White small compared to him. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, I love it. This picture you've painted for me. I, I want to hang it up. I want to frame it and hang it up in my in my bedroom. Yeah. We don't have a WWE tryout or a New Japan tryout every second week, and now I'm in Bullet Club. And here, Will Osprey versus Kenny Omega. Do you want to just go off about this match? How do you take or talk about one of? I think probably the best matches you've ever seen. That's an ad, right? Yeah, yeah, that works. That that that's that's brilliant because then all our work's already been done for us, and we don't have to do anything. Aha! Past us did it. Present us living in the now. Look at us. Look, Look at, at that. us being friggin' brilliant. Mate, minimum effort, maximum output. Okada Shorts podcast. Check it out on the Count Out Network at Okada Shorts. Rate and subscribe. Listen or die.